Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. In this episode, Frank offers some encouragement for people hoping for a better year in 2021. This episode was originally recorded on an impromptu livestream and, in a delightful surprise Andy was able to join. Good morning, LinkedIn, Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, and of course, Data Driven and Frank's World TV channels on Facebook. Uh, just wanted to say um, Happy New Year. Uh, this is actually my second or third live stream of 2021, but is the first one on an actual work day. Um, you know, for a lot of folks, this is when the rubber meets the road. Uh, when when uh, we finally, you know, get off the vacation, kids go back to school. Uh, although this year, I suppose it's uh, <laughs> it's school is whatever you make it to be. Uh, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to offer a couple of words of encouragement and just a quick reminder of, you know what, let's, let's make this thing happen. Um, I'm, I'm just making note of the time because, uh, LinkedIn prefers that you have a 15 minute minimum live stream. So, uh, logged into my email. Um, I have to admit, I logged into my email more than I should have when I'm supposed to be off. Uh, but, um, uh, logged into my work email today and, and, and you know, sent a few things out. And uh, before I had meetings, before the madness begins, I wanted to do a live stream. I actually did want to, I want to start doing these and let me know at the comments if, if these are good ideas to kind of like do these more regularly. I want to, I want to kick up the whole notion of the show of high impact Tuesdays with the idea that, you know, Mondays, Mondays is kind of when, you know, <laughs> everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Like my, Mike Tyson said, and um, so the idea I had would be high impact Tuesdays, which I'm going to start up tomorrow would be like, all right, you've been punched in the face. You had a plan. Now what? That's when you can really leverage the, you know, uh, your week to have that impact. Um, so um, with that, a couple of things. Um, one, I need more coffee. And the reason why I want to do it today was because um, this is. This is the Monday of all Mondays, right? You know, we spent the last two weeks at least kind of you know, reveling in the holidays, getting ready, rushing around, and you kind of have that 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 interim uh, time period of just absolute madness, at least in my family, because um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, hold on, I'm getting some chat messages here. Sorry. Um, my family, my kids have birthdays in the middle of December. They're one day away from being five years apart. So you can imagine the chaos that is. In a normal year, we usually go, you know, do something fun for them. But this year, we're kind of stuck. Um, and, and being stuck at home with the kids, uh, I'm sure a lot of people realize that can be very stressful. And um, the important thing is that, you know, I tried to really shut off uh, focus on on reading, focusing on some some planning for 2021, some ideas that uh, my co-host on Data Driven, Andy and I have uh, have put together. Um, actually, Andy is online, so I'll ping him. Uh, and then it could be a proper data driven show. Uh, maybe it'll appear in the uh, 
Hey, there he is. All right, Andy, let me send you the link and you can be on the show. And all right. Hey, Sarah. Yes, let's rock the data world. This is this is going to be a year. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the pandemic? I'm not, I can't predict the future, but typically, typically, it takes about one to two winters for a pandemic um, to kind of wear itself out. And remember, it's summer in the southern hemisphere. So, uh, depending on your who you believe, <laughs> um, this is. Uh, um, let's see. I think I see Andy. This video is not on. Hey, Andy. <laughs> Hey, Frank. Happy New Year, uh, Andy. Happy New Year, brother. I had the little flap covering the camera down. So, ah, okay. Uh, that That's it. And I, I just said yes without realizing that I'm in my kind of work comfort shirt here. I usually put on a collar shirt. I'm in a hoodie. Are you? Well, yeah. then I, I guess we're okay. This yeah. is... Um, this is actually, you can't really see it from there, but this is a shirt from a mission trip. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I love... Uh, Enjoy doing that, those sorts of things. Hope to do some more of those, but I'm getting older. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and eventually the lockdown is going to be lifted at some point. I, you know, I'm yeah. optimistic. I, I heard some of your uh, some of your intro here before I before I joined. And thank you, by the way, for letting me join you. Oh, no problem. Um, and we do separate streams, uh, Frank and I do for those watching, and and then we do them together. Just every chance we get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no, it's it's not a bad thing at all. It's uh, we have different schedules. Um, Frank has a real job. He has a day job, as I like to call it. I'm, I'm an independent consultant, and you know that comes and goes. So it just depends. But, um, yeah, you're right. The, the new year, the first working Monday of the year, and um, yeah, I call it heard, Super Monday. Super Monday is a good good term for that. And then, and I and heard then there's that, Awful Tuesday, which is the the. Um, <laughs> Um, first uh, Tuesday after uh, Labor Day. That's that's a good that's a good label. We sh- yeah. you could do a whole week of these. That's cool. You know, I like that awful Tuesday. Well, what, I, what I didn't hear, and I think I jumped in just as, and I was checking different services to make sure you were streaming because you mm-hmm. asked me. You said something about one of them not streaming, and right. I caught you at the end of one also yesterday, maybe or the day before. I forget. Yeah, but, I'm committed uh, was, to streaming more this year. I mean, good. You know, good. just because it just seems like. And Sarah uh, wishes you a happy new year, by the way. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, Sarah's I see that. Sarah's awesome. Sarah and I did a live stream. We should probably get her back on. We should probably get her on the show as a proper guest. Really? And I, then, because uh, she's she's doing some interesting stuff. She's also made the transition uh, from kind of, you know, regular developer um, yeah. to data scientist. And she's doing some interesting stuff. I know she's got she got a new gig last year. Okay. And she's doing some real interesting stuff. And she's also what what fascinates me, uh, she has a couple of kids and she's a two engineer family. So Wow, um, that's hard. We, we have some uh, So that's like three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four, I don't know. Well, but, I'm uh, saying, you know, but, you uh, but yeah, so so um, <laughs> it's interesting when you have a two engineer family. And it was like oh, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not totally common, at least not yet, but um um, <laughs> it definitely has some challenges. Look at that way. Totally, totally agree. Um, Frank, you were saying, and what I didn't catch on this stream, I just heard you in the introduction, um, saying that uh, you you wanted to do this today for 
some reason. So what is it that you wanted to do today? I'm, I'm curious. I kind of jumped on. Oh, um, speaking of being an engineer, uh, squirrel. Um, yeah. Sarah was a regular developer and I mean okay. that, I mean that in the best way, Sarah, like really, yeah, yeah. I was a regular developer. I mean, for heaven's sake, let me see if I can maximize my screen. I'm trying to get better at this interface. That right there, there's the tablet uh, license plate I had from when I was a tablet PC MVP. Uh, <laughs> um, so two kids, one techie husband, lots of raspberry pies and chaos. Yes, I dig it. I dig it. So so it is kind of like, you know, two, maybe four kids. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but um yes uh shout out to tara yes my old i actually have a new um good thing you pointed that out i actually have a new uh twitter handle uh because i realized i, I was kind of like a part of the whole you know andy and i do this thing i started it about four years ago where mm -hmm. my new year is like doing a lot of the air quotes um today um is that my new year is switched to november 1st uh there's many reasons for that one of them was that one year a few years back was just so horrible concussion my mom was sick the cat died lost my job like it was it was like a country music song i mean um and um so yeah so i switched my twitter handle from tablet tier uh and i actually updated uh here we go the graphics to Frank Diggs Data. That's my new handle. Um, yep. So, yeah. So, apparently now, I'm going to test this out. I'm trying to be more experimental uh, with these streams. And so far, the experiments have worked out. Um, so, I'm going to see if I can get the chat up on the screen. Um, uh, so, we're going to try that out. Uh, so, so anyway, the, the reason why I, I wanted to do the, um, the live stream today was because this is kind of a hard Monday uh, because, you know, I, I end up, I, I end up having a lot of user lose leave as does my wife. And yeah. we kind of, um, we have two kids, two birthdays in December, back to back, then Christmas. Uh, so basically after Thanksgiving, like it's all about the first two weeks of December kind of sorting everything out so I can kind of bolt for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, and then we had in the middle of it this year, though, we had another COVID scare. Um, yeah. So uh, my uh, my youngest goes to daycare and they had a uh, one of the parents came down with something. And uh, so they had to close up. And um, so I had the kindergartner here doing kindergarten, like right there. And um, <laughs> it was hard to focus. Uh, but, uh, then my, my father-in-law came down with something, but wasn't COVID. Thank God. So it's just, you know, it, it's, um, 2020 was the gift that kept on giving. And, uh, <laughs> I know you had some challenges too, Definitely. Uh, but the reason why I want to live stream today is because I feel inspired, right? I've been listening to this new book. It's, um, it's your next five moves by Patrick. I'm glad you mentioned that. It is incredible. Who, like who's it by? Patrick Bet David. Okay, okay. Uh, Patrick B-E-T David. Okay. I am on Audible even now. Which if you're up on your ancient Semitic languages, Bet means house of. So he is Patrick of the house of David. Um, just a little mm. trivia there. Interesting. Uh, and um, 
I could, I could totally go on a sidetrack on linguistics, but I'm going to resist it. I am going to resist it. You know, it's funny you say that. One of my favorite books is about linguistics. Oh, really? And, and one of my favorite short stories is also there's um, – oh, okay. Thanks for the link, Sarah. Yeah, awesome. yeah, so I'll check that out. I just popped over to Audible and I, I subscribe. You, by the way, you can help us a little and um, help the show a little. If you go to thedatadrivenbook.com, um, Audible is a sponsor and we get a little bit. You get a free book. We get a little bit out of there, uh, out of that as well. Thanks, Frank, for putting that up. No problem. And, um, so, yeah, but uh, it was uh, my favorite short story was the short story behind the movie Arrival. Oh, interesting. And that that author is an interesting character. You could you could go back. But one of the things he did was he just did. It's an incredible deep dive in linguistics. I was I was popping up dictionary dot com. You know, I'm reading my Kindle and I was over here going, all right, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that's. You know, Frank, you and I both write a lot. I mean, you blog, right. you've written books, you're published. And so, you know, it's it's a fascinating thing for us anywhere where we wouldn't do it. But yeah, well, linguistics is I love languages. It kind of runs in the family. My uh, mm -hmm. my paternal paternal paternal, like through through <laughs> no, my maternal paternal grandfather. So you be my great grandfather, uh, he was a um he actually spoke eight languages. And he My was professor of six. Wow. Um, so like the, the linguist gene kind of runs in the family. And, and like, I noticed that in my family, like my, my, my grandmother, my, my maternal grandmother spoke Gaelic, although she really spoke English, but she would pray in Gaelic in Latin. Um, it's interesting. And then my uh, other, my um, uh, um, other parts of the family, you know, were also either bilingual in French or, um, you know, or Gaelic. So like I grew up hearing all these languages, of course, growing up in New York. So I was always fascinated by languages and um, I took German in high school. And honestly, it was like the easiest subject for me, which is kind of weird. People don't use the word German and easy in the same sentence very often. <laughs> uh, but for me, yeah. it was kind of cool because I understood English grammar. I, I, I was horrible at English grammar and I went to a Catholic um, elementary school and they take grammar very seriously there. Sure. Um, and, um, but um it was interesting because, like, I saw, I learned German. It's like, oh, that's why you use who and whom. Like, it makes more sense now. Right. English right. is a Germanic language that kind of got, and French stuff kind of, like, spilled in. And here we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is why uh, a, a language is, is so uh, uh, so crazy. So, uh, Lauren Keeson. Good morning, Lauren. I like, I like if, if folks are, like, actually taking time out of their day to watch, I would like to recognize them. Even if it Please. derails yes. the conversation slightly. Look, we're all we are, we're a collection of derailed conversations, snippets, True. just kind of put together. So squirrels everywhere, and we're happy with that. So um, in my in my experimental live stream, uh, yeah, I'll right. get to Sarah's question in a second. In my okay. experimental live stream, uh, uh, that I did while the kids were in karate and, and stuff, um, I, I was expounding on my kind of this life philosophy that I've kind of recently uncovered upon self reflection, and uh, was the notion that you know. Uh, chaos theory is basically so 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 you, you think about a system and i've been studying a lot of physics and stuff like that so i've been yeah. in the middle of reading this one too cool um and quantum computing uh which is probably why i i kind of hit the limit of what my quantum computing knowledge is to talk about on a show so we really we really do need to line up some guests so if you're watching you know quantum people 
hit me up. Um, yeah. um, so I was talking about chaos and, 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 and theory. And one of the things I heard, cause I went to, I went to a Fordham university, a Jesuit university. Yeah. Jesuits are big in philosophy uh, as much as they are in any other topic. I think they actually do take theology, philosophy, and then whatever their specialty is going to be, whether it's, um, you know, computer science or whatever. So, right. um, one of the things I heard was we're talking about physics and it was like talking about chaos and entropy and, and entropy being the state of absolute chaos and order being the, the, the state of zero chaos, right? So or zero entropy. And one of the things that blew my mind as a college student uh, was hearing the notion that, well, we know from personal experience that 100% order is not stable, right? I can show you around my office. I can take the camera, show you around my office. And I can show you that despite cleaning it, it is in a bit rather of a bit of state of chaos. But what's fascinating is it's the green screen. Well, yeah, that's right. You're behind <laughs> the green screen. I'm hiding. Um, yes. But uh, one of the interesting things I heard that blew my mind was well, absolute and you would think everything would slide into absolute entropy, wouldn't you? And we're all kind of like, yeah, but it hasn't. That's because absolute entropy isn't stable either. Oh wow. So therefore. Okay. And I'm I'm not I didn't get a degree in philosophy I had a degree in comp sci. Um, the, the thing that blew my mind was hearing that you know absolute, in other words, order is an emergent state of chaos. As is, chaos is an emergent state of order. What you know, Frank? There's videos out there that show this. It's a a property right. of physics where you have these things that are operating out of sync. And I can't remember exactly what, oh, I know what it's called the swinging called. balls and stuff like that on a string. And they get into say, it's exactly what you just described. Right. They're chaotic. Emergence, at first, is it emergent or is it synchronous something? It, it may be that, but it does, that order does emerge yes. from, from that state and it's natural. And so that basically it, describes my life. <laughs> with the five dogs, um, the two kids, the two engineer family. That's that's basically my life. So I kind of I've kind of made peace with the chaos. Nice. Um, and uh, but uh, but it was interesting because like you know it kind of touches on some other things. You know um, you know there, you had the cosmic void and all this entropy, but um, you know the um, the planets. You know matter collapses into stars. They explode, planets, carry debris, become planets. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's one of those things that, that really stopped and gave me pause. And here we are X number of years later, um, <laughs> you know, still pondering that, or at least me. Uh, and now I'm sharing yeah. that, that mind virus with you. Um, it's, it's cool. Uh, so Sarah asks, does my love of linguistics carry over to programming languages? Yeah, I think so. I think I like to say, I like to think that, um, um, I was able to successfully monetize my love of languages. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to do when I was uh, uh, looking at going to college is, is studying linguistics. But again, my parents made it very clear, doctor, lawyer, engineer, or enlist, right? <laughs> Those were my post high school wow. choices. Um, and, uh, you know, linguistics didn't really follow that, but programming, I mean, if, I mean, let's be real. Like if, if you know one programming, it, there's this whole debate about who's a real programmer. You're a real programmer. If you do this, you're a real programmer. As soon as you start slinging code, in a sense, you're a programmer, right? Yeah. But it's also the downside of that is just because I swing a hammer does not make me a carpenter, right? True. You would not want me building your kitchen cabinets. 
<laughs> unless they were from Ikea and I had instructions to follow, but that's another sidetrack. <laughs> um, but the short of it is, is that um, um, if you want to be kind of a crafts, craftsman level, I hate that term because that's been hijacked too. But if you really want to be a pro level um, programmer, right, and you want to have a longevity in the, in the career, you want to have longevity in the field, you can't just know JavaScript, right? You can't just know Python. Right. And you really have to craft your skills and continually improve to the point where languages are languages, right? There's a syntax, there's a, you know, you just get a feel for the languages. And ultimately, it's not about, um, it's not about the programming language per se, it's about the message you're trying to get across, algorithm, right? Right. Computer science. That's what I think. So I think, I like to think that I'm the first person um, in, since uh, my great grandfather was a professor uh, to monetize their love of linguistics. <laughs> um, so we have another comment from uh, LinkedIn user. Um, and it's actually uh, Mena, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I just replied, and I'm awesome. not sure if that's the right pronunciation. Oh, cool. And apparently Restream has also managed to uh, managed to, uh, to, to to make it so you can write somebody. Um, I will well, I did, it from, I did it from LinkedIn. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, well, that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> um, so try this book by Carlo... Rovelli. The title is Order of Time. Awesome. Okay. I have two um, I have two audible credits that are burning a hole in my pocket, but I can't put this book by Patrick Bet David down. I mean, it's it's awesome. Like he um, I so so he's kind of he's from L he's originally from from Tehran, but he's he grew up in LA. But my God, does he have a New York accent? Like, I don't know what it is like, <laughs> but 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 like he um He's kind of like a bit like Grant Cardone, maybe a little bit more mellow. Uh, but I, I, it's really good. Like he talks about how um, he went from being kind of a, I don't want to spoil it, but it was it was really cool. Like he he was didn't do really well in high school. He had a lot of issues in high school. He had a lot of issues, and um, he ended up being invited to his uh, high school reunion. And one of the guidance counselors who told me wouldn't amount to anything was like, you know, oh, so you're here to see the guest speaker, like, or the motivational speaker that we're having today for the school or whatever. He goes, he just didn't say anything. He was the motivational speaker. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, so, yeah, he has a lot of interesting stories. His his YouTube channel is called Infotainment. Um, check it out. Um, okay. I mean, it's just good. I, I, I've always been a fan of his short, of his videos. He kind of explains things, breaks things down pretty well. He has a uh, an interesting everything he says is kind of like, huh, I hadn't thought of it that way. And I love authors that do that. They're like, huh, yeah. I thought about it that way. And, and he's actually achieved some interesting milestones. He's, you know, he's in the private jet club and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, it was pretty good. Like I, I, I'm enjoying it. Cause it's like, Oh, and he talks about strategy, how to plan out your next five moves. And, yeah. and, 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 and he talks about, he basically kind of parallels it. And if you look at the cover art, it's chess. And he parallels it that, you know, true chess grandmasters plan their uh, moves 15, 10, 15 moves out. Hmm. And in business, like he, he said that there's a there's a kind of this threshold of about five moves is about that, that sweet spot of being able to be agile and not getting hmm. lost in analysis paralysis. Which, again, since there's a lot of engineers on the call, I think we can all relate to that. There we go. Yeah. Um, 
Valuetainment. Okay. Valuetainment. I'm sorry. It is no, not. it's okay. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, for- Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. Sarah's cool because she keeps us honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he has a good Instagram account, too. I've been doing more with Instagram. Uh, okay. So one of the other things that I don't think we've talked about on the show uh, was, uh, um, or any live stream, is I've actually, during the middle of the pandemic, I actually got into archery. Yep, I've been following your your own Instagram and all of your, um, you and I believe it's been Ben, been yep. out there shooting a lot. Yep. And and getting better, I've noticed. Yeah. Lots more He's really good at it. Like he's not, yeah. he still gets discouraged because, you know, but it's one of those things where he'll shoot and he'll hit it. And then he'll be like, oh, you know, then he'll miss it. And he'll be like, oh, I'm terrible at this. I'm like, dude, you've shot in like, <laughs> we got your bow like in December. Like this is, right. this is not, you know, this is not, <laughs> you know. So, so fun story. I actually got into archery when I was in Germany. Uh, we had a core okay. company kind of, uh, team building event and i liked it like it was just target shooting and uh i remember the one guy who said he goes he assumed what's funny is like people assume if you're american you don't speak german so like he would just basically say yeah i don't expect anyone here to actually hit the bullseye like at all Hmm. so i heard that i'm like oh it's on (laughs) (laughs) so I didn't hit him the first try, but in the first, um, I don't know, maybe five or six arrows, I did actually manage to land in the middle ring. Not dead center bullseye, but good enough. So That's great. He, he was like, so then I kind of figured out, like, hey, I might actually have a talent for this. And then I shot a few more times after that. And then I kind of, again, so squirrel, shiny object ran by. Um, sure, sure. And um, so when we were on vacation in West Virginia, um, I saw a sign that said, you know, archery. And I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to do that. So I, I bring my oldest son. He was kicking and streaming because he probably was kicking and screaming because he didn't want to. Uh, uh, he'd probably rather be uh, streaming something or playing video games. So I'm like, come on, just come with me. You do it once. It's, it's, it's 45 minutes to an hour out of your life. Right. So we do it. And kind of a lot of it comes back to me after like uh, a few minutes. And um and then he actually figures out he's actually enjoys it too. Like, nice. and um, so then we come back and, and then they start school. And then I finally just say, you know what, let's get a bow for each of us. So the five-year-old now six-year-old has a kind of like a little bow. It's only like a five, 10 pound draw. My older son um, can't shoot right-handed. So he, um, he has a recurve. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that's the term. So recurve. So they're both recurves. Um, and I have a compound. Nice. Um, so my, my, mine is kind of, so, so this is the thing, right? So when you get into archery, I have a newfound appreciation. One might even say empathy, uh, for folks who, um, uh, who get into, uh, data science the first way. Cause you, you, you look online, you want to, I just want to bow an arrow. I want to shoot on target. We have the yeah. land to do it. It's quiet, right? Like it's not like shooting guns. Right. Uh, um, I could probably do it in my old neighborhood where I grew up and no one would really notice. <laughs> but that's anyway, uh, sidetrack. Um, squirrel. Squirrel. Um, but so, you know, set up a target. And stuff. But, but there's a whole, I mean, archery has been around, I mean, at least 40,000 years, right? Every culture on earth has some form of archery. 
uh, yeah, yeah. before they even knew each other existed. So there has to be. So, so there's this fascinating thing. There's a whole again squirrel, right? Uh, there's a very deep YouTube hole if you wanted to go down and kind of discover yeah. kind of the history of archery. But because of that, there's a lot of nuances and a lot of stuff and phrasing that is just you know ancient. I had no idea what a knock was. Like what's a knock? Like like you know. Um, so and just learning to get kind of what a, a decent bow would be to start out with, right? Because you know I know I'm probably going to be shooting for just as a hobby for a while. So mm-hmm. I would be kind of okay getting an expensive bow, but like I went to like a local sporting goods store or archery shop and they're like, Oh yeah, you should get this. You should get this. And basically by the time everything that we said and done, it'd be about $800 per person. My goodness. To get started. That's, that's like- expensive to get started. Yeah. Um, and um, yes, it, it can be. But it turns out that you know, I just I just basically the the place we went to in West Virginia I I, I was asking them, like if I wanted to buy a bow and she's like this would be a good starter kit I mean it's not you know but it was two hundred dollars yeah and that's what I was gonna say that's what I got yeah. so I got a that hundred dollars I right. figured my older son and I could share that but when he he's left handed so I'm right handed so we can't share it the way the each part of the bow has like its own term and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't pretend pretend to know it all. There's strings that cross on the side opposite that you want to shoot with. Right, so right. You want to hold it with one hand. If you're right-handed, you hold it, hold the bow part with your left. Right. And then there's strings over to the right of the actual shooting string. Exactly. And pulleys. So, so if you, that's why for our listeners doing it. I did a little bit, Frank. I actually did some bow hunting. Oh, cool. And I am I'm considering getting back into it. Um, so I may join you with that. Um, cool. I, I miss hunting. Um, I haven't hunted, hunted in decades. I did when I was a, a kid. Um, I, I killed my first deer um, with a, a 12-gauge shotgun when I was 12 years old. And the throw on that, it was like 29 paces. And one of the shot hit the deer's hoof and oh. one hit a horn. It was at 29 paces. If you can imagine, that's like a five-foot spread that's like shooting those old bugle yeah oh yeah you want a nice tight but i was given a you know a, um the 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 shotgun i was lent at that time it's first time i'd ever really shot a shotgun it had tape on the stock you know holding the stock get a crack on the stock nobody expected me to fire and the deer walked right down that close to me and stopped right in wow. front of me frank so yeah it was that deer's time um i got it the couple went in the heart a couple in the lungs it dropped but you know doing that uh bow hunting i think is is even more sports you know sports that, i don't know sportsman like sporty i don't know what the right term is but it's more uh um you know person again you're human against the animal naturally more a little more naturally i guess if you carved your own bow and wove your own, you know, string that it would be even more. But, um, but yeah, and I, I had a bow like that when I, when I did hunting, I never got a deer with a bow, but I had one, it was like two, two fifty, I think. Now this was 25, 30 years ago and it was nice. It was a good compound bow and right. stuff. One of my younger brothers, huge outdoorsman. A, there's a picture of him from uh, again decades past, where 
he's holding the, you know, he's holding the deer that he got with the bow. The arrow, Frank, is coming in at nearly a 45 degree angle. Oh, wow. And you look at that and you go, well, you know, did he throw it? <laughs> well, mm. And it turned out that he is an extreme marksman. Wow. And uh, his name is Mark, but that's not, that doesn't help him be a marksman. It turned out his, his telling of the tale was I had this, I had a, he was in the woods. I had a tree here. I had a tree here, you know, farther away. And the deer, where if I wanted to drop the deer, I needed to, to you know, ha to, I needed to hit him at the base of the skull. And I needed to hit him there to drop the deer. And he shot that far. I, I can't tell you how far it was. Far enough to where the angle to hit the deer made it come in at that steep of an angle. So and for he those did of you that are thinking that archery is all about hunting, it's not. Uh, it's not. I actually... No. I have no plans on hunting. Like it's not on my. Well, I was going to offer it, Frank. You may change your mind. I might change my mind, yeah. um, particularly if there's another apocalypse. Who knows? Um, well, uh, learning how to feed yourself, Frank, is a. That's you true. know, that's a that's a thing. I mean, we're we're doing more gardening. We built a greenhouse a greenhouse that's in cool. the, um, you know, during the pandemic. That's and, you know, so I mean, it, it, those are reasons. For that, I oh yeah, a I'm, lot not, of people. I'm not knocking it, but I no, I knew that. I knew that. I was just and, saying, and I'm I'm streaming to Twitter too, so clearly there's probably going to be a lot of anger. <laughs> but I, I Frank does not endorse. Frank I does find not it very meditative. It. I have a very kind of. <laughs> I find it very meditative. Yeah. Okay, go out there, and I can focus on one thing. Take a deep breath, pull back, and draw. I get instant feedback. Did I hit what I wanted to hit? Did I not? For me, it's very meditative, and I actually, I actually have data to prove it because I, uh, I think I showed you my resting heart rate, right, dropped um, over since getting the getting it and doing kind of almost a daily practice, uh, nice. dropped considerably. Like that's great, right? So, I don't know if it was other things, but it definitely. I think I know. I feel better. I feel more rested and and more yeah. philosophical. Um, so types of archery. Sarah's awesome. She keeps us honest. Yeah, there's a bunch of different types. Like I said, there is a YouTube hole you can go down. What's really cool <laughs> is um, I can't think of his name, but he um, Brian Bushwood. Um, he interviewed a bunch of uh, uh, historical reenactors. Um, so there's the English longbow. There's like, uh, but the Mongol, um, the kind of the 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 folks of the staff had their own unique bows. Indeed. And he kind of does in that, and they, basically he has people. He shows a demonstration of this this uh, Mongol and and on Hungarian Hungarian tribes, like okay. reenactments of like shooting stuff from a horse in motion, and it's nice. pretty it's pretty intense. And there, then there's the Olympic style bows where they're like these crazy things, and you can shoot a target from like fifty feet. Then there's this other guy who is uh, I think he started off as a historian, warfare historian. Uh, who researched like kind of how archery was used in warfare and like you hear these stories and like why would they do that that's not so the way we think of archery today with robin hood and stuff like that there was actually this technique that he demonstrates i tried it i failed by the way uh where huh. you hold the next arrow like in your hand as you draw and then you immediately go back knock it draw shoot again so he, he's actually able to fire off like three rapid shots like wow it's impressive. And then there's some other lady who took his techniques and like, but she, she has it on the thing. She's able to like do this in like, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe like four or five rounds a, a minute. Like, like it's just impressive. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and be accurate. Like that's right. That's right. Thing. So yes. It, does you no good if you're not accurate. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Probably does more harm than good. Um, but I don't so know. You're I ready for the, interesting. You're ready so for the, the other hunger thing, games. Oh, the, so that, that's the real back on the main track here. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like source code branching. Right. Um, uh, back to the main branch here is, um, is the idea. I mean, this is, this is a rough Monday for a lot of folks. I actually was on a, a, a thing and this one guy's like, Oh, let's, let's have a meeting today. And I'm like, cool. Cause I have a deadline on Friday. I'm like, all right, set something up. And then he sends me like this, this meeting invite for like two weeks from now. I'm like, as okay. I'm writing him, like on teams, like, are you sure? Like he sends me a corrected thing and he, and he's like, Oh yeah, sorry. I need more coffee. And I'm like, I hear you. <laughs> so don't feel bad. I think a lot of folks, you know, after kind of having the whole um, holiday kind of like ease off on work and then they, they expect that the first day back is going to be this awesome, glorious ex experience. It's usually not. Yeah. <laughs> I think they get discouraged. So part of why I wanted to do this live stream now today was to kind of say, you know what? Um, ease into it. It's a, it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. So that's, that's a I good got. message, Frank. That's a very good, very good message. Awesome. I try to have a positive message. That's positive. And I'm so happy that we are actually streaming on LinkedIn Live because I was a little worried because one of the one of the things on um, I did uh, I did a stream yesterday and it didn't appear on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, like, and I, I I think I had a stream that uh, that I did outside on the mobile, which worked out pretty well. Okay. Um. um but um, I was like, well, I did it for 13 minutes. And it was really, if you watch towards the end, there was a reason why I had to stop because the kids were going crazy. But LinkedIn has this thing like you should, you know, your stream should be a minimum of 15 minutes. So, yeah, I was a little worried about that. But, gotcha. but apparently it was just a glitch. Well, you know, that happened to me. We talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had that too. But I, I, I think uh, in Restream, all I did was just drop it and, um, and reapply it. I, I was, was going to do that today if it didn't work, honestly. Um, yeah, it's, it's working. I'm watching it right here. Cool. So Bill Ryan, Bill Ryan's an awesome guy. He, he, um, he goes back to the tablet tier days like pretty early on. Um, uh, I have to check this out. There's definitely some of that stuff I want to I want to play with more the the GG plot. Um and uh Charticulator. Yeah. Sarah's awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Um uh, Bill Ryan, Bill Ryan does some interesting things too. He's one of the guys that uh in addition to you encouraged me to get into data science. Cool. Um because you know we kind of had a similar, you know, regular developer background. Right, uh, right. Um uh, and uh, and a lot of the same technologies too, like you know Windows Mobile and that sort of thing. And Bill's yeah. done some interesting stuff. He, Bill's very humble, but he's done some fascinating stuff. He even had an email exchange with Steve Ballmer. Oh wow! To get him to talk about that. No nah, man, we can get him on the show. Bill, you're the man. We should get you on the show, Bill. Oh, we totally should because he's. I yeah. know he's doing some interesting stuff in the data uh, science world, and he was chief data scientist and kind of a big deal at some company. Um, that got hit pretty hard by the pandemic. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I keep calling him to like catch up with him, but yeah, <laughs> keep going to voicemail, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm one to talk, man. I'm one to talk. I'm bad about answering my phone. Uh, 
you know, because usually it, when I pick up my phone, it becomes scam likely, scam likely. It's like, okay, my phone hmm. is useless as a phone now. Uh, <laughs> that's not very uh, nice. What? <laughs> that's not very nice, Frank, to call what? it. Say a phone is as useless as a phone. The phone is as useless as a phone. That's funny. <laughs> um, uh, Charticulator. Oh, I didn't know it's an MS research project. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Cool. One of the cool things that um, being a Blue Badger has is uh, access to the Microsoft Research Journal, um, which is this internal-only publication by Microsoft Research. And there's obviously there's a heavy AI component to it, but I'll have to check that out. Um, plus MLADS um, was all virtual, so I should probably go check those videos as well. But um, cool. um, awesome. Yeah, Bill, don't worry about it. Just shoot me an email. We'll get on the schedule. Speaking of scheduling, we really got to up our game on that because, like, I I have three calendars that I have to care about, and yeah. we're trying to figure out how to sync them up as a family because, like, my wife has her own work calendar. I have yeah. my work calendar. I have my Gmail calendar. Um, so we end up having these multiple alerts because we'll put something – I don't know. There's, if, if anyone else out there in the internet webs has figured that out, um, let me know. <laughs> um that is something i struggle with uh because uh one of the podcasting agent person emailed us just before the holidays and it's like yeah yeah let's have him on the show this person and 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 he's like great send me a calendly link i'm like and then i looked at it i'm like oh this is awesome but i have like three calendars i have to take into account so yeah, my wife will put stuff, kids' activities on hers. Sometimes it'll get over to mine because of her work restrictions. And yeah, first world problems indeed, but <laughs> uh, still a logistical challenge. One of the nice things about um, about having a consulting company and um, you know and, and managing the accounts is, I just uh, I gave Christy a, you know an account as well at uh, you know at the business and. She and I, I gave her full access to my calendar, and I just tell her if it's not on my calendar, you know, these days it's really hard to uh, to actually it's easier these days than it was because we're less busy, right? <laughs> but right. but when we were There's busy, travel to coordinate. That's that is so true. Yeah. So and, Sarah, you know, I kind of like it. But Sarah, Sarah said shared Google Calendar. Yeah, I, I've yeah. heard of that, but what I want to do, and I don't know if this is possible, is it possible to kind of dump all my stuff? into that Google calendar automatically and have my wife's stuff dump in there. So we do yeah. work from one source of truth. I'm a big fan of the notion of one source of truth, but um, definitely we got to have Bill on the show. We got to have Sarah on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a couple and of I are getting some interesting projects that we're not really going to talk about publicly. Although uh, yeah. in the light of what Patrick, but David says, we probably should plan out our next five moves. Uh, <laughs> I think we've planned out our next one move, We're which next is one move. Meet, yeah, yeah. meet and plan four more moves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's as far as we've gotten so far. That reminds me of the old Nikita Khrushchev story. Yeah. He's like, he handed his uh, successor two letters. He goes, first envelope, open this when you find yourself in big trouble and you don't know what to do. Open this letter. And then if you, the second time that happens, open this letter. Right. So he finds the I forget who the successor was, but he 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 finds himself in big trouble, and he 
opens up the first letter. He reads it. And he goes, okay, blame everything on me. And, you know, say you're going to have a plan forward. So he does that. It worked. Price is averted. Um, so soon enough, this guy gets into another situation. And he's like, well, I guess it's time to open the second letter. And, you know, he opens it. Well, thanks for reading the second letter. Now it's time for you to sit down and write two letters. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that just reminded me. Speaking that is me, so funny. Um, one of the things I want to do is um, is um, kind of talk more about our virtual, um, you know, voiceover artist and kind of the story behind that and stuff like that and yeah. build her out more as a character. I think that'd be cool. Well, we could do a show, you know, devoted to that. Frank. I was I thinking, I was thinking we do, we should do three things, um, okay. uh, devoted towards kind of fan requests that have happened. One, you interview me, like the whole the questions we have, oh, okay, and then vice versa, and oh, then okay. we can interview, you know, the virtual character Bailey, which she has a name. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't know if you mentioned I, it on on air, but yes, right. See you, Bill. See you, Bill. Thanks for Thank joining. You. Bill's awesome. Um, he's a great guy. We hung out. Uh, we, I, we were, we, we knew each other from like two thousand three, two thousand four, early .dot net community type days, and then uh, we hung out uh, every time there was uh, like a major co camp or whatever. Back when you could travel in person, we yeah. hung out at uh, when I went to, went to MEDC Mobile Embedded Developer Conference. Uh, in 2006, we hung out like the whole week. Okay. Was, we had a blast. Um, and I think I had just met my wife at the time. So I was texting back and forth with my wife um, while we were hanging out in Vegas. Because that was my first trip to Vegas. So I had no idea like how big these hotels were and, and stuff. And it was just like, yeah. she'd never been to Vegas. So I'm like, you know, I'd be talking to her on the phone, you know, early days of courting, as they say. And I'm like, she goes, oh, are you, are you at the conference center yet? No, I'm not. And she's like, wait, you've been walking for 15 minutes. And I was like, it really is that big out here. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know, you can walk all day yeah, and not go outside. Right. Then, yeah, the, the hotels and the conference centers, you know, are connected. And it's, they expand blocks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've never had a chance to go out. It's it's kind of cool. Um I've been out a couple of times, not not many, but mostly for and it's in fact every time has been for conferences. I've never yeah, gone to most, Vegas. Most for any people, other I would say most people, but a lot of people tend not to go to Vegas because they don't have to because some tech conference will send them there anyway, right? It's like yeah, there was yeah. one year I I went there twice in two months. Wow, uh, or actually more to the point, twice in five weeks. Goodness, um, that's a lot of Vegas. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went there, I'm like, I didn't stay at the conference hotel all the nights. I think I only got was able to get three nights at the uh, the uh, uh, conference rate. And I remember, oh, this hotel is just two blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two blocks in Vegas is not two blocks in New York City, right? It's like not the same for sure. It's like four avenue blocks. And yeah, native New Yorkers know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but in 110 degree heat, zero. It's a minutes. dry heat, though, Frank. It is, but like you end up, it's, it it is more tolerable. I will give it that. But um, but you 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 end up basically being completely dehydrated in about yeah. 20 minutes. It's amazing, yeah. and um, 
uh, and you have this fine film of salt on your face. <laughs> but um, with that, I have to run. I have some meetings I got to catch up to. Okay. And uh, I love doing these live streams. I plan on, I, uh, I'll make myself accountable. I'll do two things here, Andy, to make myself more accountable so okay. I, I can max out the year. I like your hat. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I love that podcast, uh, Ed Milet. Really good show. Yeah. Um, did he send you? He sent you something. Didn't he, he did. I don't have it on now, but I got the hoodie. And then because oh, I got the hoodie, true. I'm like, I really like the hat, but I won the hoodie. The hoodie's like cool. 45 bucks. I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that on the prize. And, and then just because I felt bad and I really wanted this one, I bought this <laughs> straight out. Um, but um, um, you know, so one of the things is that I lost a lot of weight in uh, 20. Uh, uh, 2019 to 2020, yeah. but I gained, I found some of it again. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was like, you know, what? on Saturday on the live stream, I said like, you know what? I'm going to get back into my rhythm of 20 hour uh, fasting, four hours okay. to eat. And okay. actually so far in the last, since then I managed to do it. So awesome, Frank. Awesome. Um, and then I also want to do more of these live streams. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, I think it's a, it's, I get a lot of energy from it. I, I like interacting with people, particularly since we're all kind of locked down anyway. Um, uh, I like it. I, I think it's a great way to create content. Um, sure. I, I just love it. Like, and, and, and catching up with Bill and Sarah and obviously yep. you um, wow. and, and some other folks that, that, that drop in. Uh, I think it's cool. It's, it, it's cool. And now we have, a, I have another book to check out this um, order. Yes. Yes. We'll do that. The order but, um, of time. But yeah, so the, so so I, that's the other thing. It's like one, I've actually managed to do that. When I was doing the, obviously talk to your doctor and stuff like that. But intermittent mm-hmm. fasting works for me. Um, I actually have. I've connected my uh, my uh, continuous glucose monitor again. Okay. Well, I'm all about the data. So like, come on. So I get my. Um, real-time blood sugar measurement that's awesome Frank. so this helps mine is, mine is not that low hmm? <laughs> mine is not that low well it's i mean so so when you do intermittent fasting and you have to work up to doing 20 hours right um i accidentally speaking of vegas i actually managed to pull a 24-hour fast once by accident that was my first fast wow. so um Ultimately, I didn't eat breakfast. I had an early flight. And if you, I don't think it was an early flight. In any case, I ended up, um, uh, I ended up basically not eating. I had an opportunity to eat because I had a connecting flight in Detroit, but everything was not keto. And I was trying to be honest on keto. Yeah. And I, the only thing I found was like a bag of pecans. But I really wanted $9 for the pecans. Now, even though I was on, you know, travel and I could have expensed it, I'm like, it's nine dollars for a, a thing of pecans like this big, like a little, yeah. not even a round thing. It was just a flat, like chip container. That's a lot. Chris, for lot you folks in the UK, I'm like, just on principle, I'm not paying that. <laughs> I use some colorful words. Um, so I'm like, so then my flight, I had to get my flight, and of course it was to Detroit Airport, so it's like a 45 minute walk to the next gate, um, and. Um, uh, I was just in principle not going to eat it. I didn't eat, and by the time you get a cab or Uber um, or whatever uh, in Vegas and get into your room, yeah, it's like two hours. Yeah, it's almost as long as the flight. I would well, maybe not from here, but it feels like it is. 
Yeah. Uh, so I ended up realizing, like, I haven't eaten in like 24 hours. Holy cow! <laughs> it is possible. Yeah. Um. Well, you shared some about that on Saturday. I heard I heard you talking about that about yeah. how the first time you did it, it was struggle for the first hour or so, and that's that. I, I had the same experience. Um, <clears throat> but I am I'm going to commit Frank to uh, to also work up to that. Um, awesome. I've done it in the past, and I've not. That's one of the reasons why my blood sugar is higher than yours. Is um, I've been doing a lousy job. So, do you, you were saying zero? Sorry, no. Um, I may, I think you, you suggested it to me and yes, I'll get, I think I do have it on my phone. I just haven't been using it. Yeah. It, it makes you like, uh, for me, one of the things I discovered through all of this, and I went to a doctor and I love to have the doctor on the show and stuff like that, but yeah. Um, as well as some other podcast ideas that we have, um, would be, I, I caught myself snacking a lot at night and I never realized it. Yeah. And, and with just saying like, you know what, I'm going to eat and I'm going to eat between this, at this time and this time. Right. Yeah. And it caught, I caught myself doing that. And, and there's all sorts of things you have to be careful. Most people can do um, kind of a 12 hour fast pretty easily. Yeah. Easily in air quotes. If you go beyond like 24 hours, there's all sorts of electrolyte stuff you have to do to prep for it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The longest I ever did was 36 hours. Um, and I had chicken broth uh, for dinner that night. I felt great. Um, yeah. I, what I find myself, I get better results if I'm consistent. If I just say I'm going to do a 20-hour fast um, every day. And for a while, I would do every day, but like one day, maybe Sunday. Mm. I felt great. Like, And I, my consistency would lose weight. My blood sugar would be completely flat. I kind of fell out of it over the holidays, my mistake. Um, But I I, I feel better already just getting back into it. That's great. Personally, um, if I feel my, and this, you know, as the humidity shifts up and down and stuff like that, my migraines tend to be at risk. I've had cases where I could feel a migraine coming on, but I was fasting. It almost like it was like, it just did not have enough fuel to do it. And there's a whole, wow. There's a whole thing, research that I've done, again, another sidetrack on what, blood sugar can do to migraines and how they if they don't cause them they definitely make them worse interesting i have noticed that empirically in my life but you know i'm not a doctor if i if i were a doctor i'd drive a much more expensive car um so um i want to sarah pointed this out she's nice you can check blood sugar so easily so what's cool about this i don't know if i've done a data point about it but i really feel like i should i think you Um, did um your continuous glucose monitor yeah i have a cgm in my arm um and it, it only lasts for two weeks so right. it's not like it's a permanent cyborg thing um but ultimately i just swipe it with nfc on my phone and i get my uh um my blood sugar in real time it tracks it so i can kind of see the last 24 hours i put this on last night you mm. know that gap there it only has a six hour memory which is kind of obnoxious but it is what it is um once you get enough data, um, you can kind of get patterns. Okay. Um, at one point, you used to be able to download the raw CSV data um, <laughs> from their website, but I think they might have changed that because I remember seeing a big backlash on that. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I did that, and I, you can have a lot of fun with that blood sugar data. Um, um, 
Awesome. We got a comment from an anonymous LinkedIn user. Don't worry. It's, it's not, not their you. fault. Who is it yeah. from? Uh, let me refresh here real quick. I, it's it not gets you. a little it's, lag. I want to thank you by <clears> name <throat> for coming. It's, uh, it's Mena again. Thank you. Mena. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, sometimes the, the connection between Restream and this works. Sometimes it doesn't. But I actually yeah. have to get going to a meeting. I got some prep to do. <laughs> but I want to thank everyone for watching this uh, live. I want to thank Andy for doing the impromptu joining. Uh, it's casual Monday, I guess. Uh, although I guess every... <laughs> um, um, and just stay strong. Um, today is going to hit you like a ton of bricks, but it's not, you know, just get up and get going. And um, that that was my inspirational message. Great message. Awesome. Uh, and you know what? Because I love motion graphics, I'm going to end the show. And I have to justify my my expense on this here here's the new frank's world logo by the way so that's brand new that's brand nice. new it doesn't have music behind it yet so um <laughs> but this does have music and with that i will i will sign the show and on the podcast i'll say let the nice british lady finish uh you know finish the show all right thanks andy any parting thanks, words frank. nope thanks cool thanks for listening to data driven we know you're busy and we appreciate you listening to our podcast but we have a favor to ask. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe to us. You have subscribed to us, haven't you? Having high ratings and reviews helps us improve the quality of our show and rank us more favorably with the search algorithms. That means more people listen to us, spreading the joy. And, can't the world use a little more joy these days? Now, Go do your part to make the world just a little better and be sure to rate and review the show.